Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour while we enjoy some nice wine. man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. And welcome everyone to episode 7, yes already, episode 7 of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. And you know, whenever I come on these podcasts on you, I always want to start out feeling energetic. I want to really sort of get the listeners and thank you guests too for coming in uh, get the listeners really invigorated exciting and on the ball but i don't want to after that lovely relaxing intro intro it's time of course to relax here in the uk it's just turned 10 p 10 p.m in the evening man no i have not been drinking yet in fact there's a little story behind that that i shall mention a little later on no it's a relaxing podcast for those people who enjoy uh, a glass of wine after work and to relax and unwind maybe you're someone who knows a lot about wine you're probably someone who knows more than me but one thing i do know is the wines i like and i like talking about them Okay, well, what is the Big and Fruity Wine podcast? Well, it's a podcast, and the show ID is double one double two seven two, and we go out every Tuesday evening on this Torchu site, which you can find very easily. Just put the word Torchu into Google, and you can come on and join me either live during the show, take part in any text chat, or indeed, if you have a headset or a microphone, you can come on audio and talk with me about your loves and wants and uh, thoughts about the wines that you drink. Now, each week that we've uh, done this, we've uh, had a various little topic, and uh, that's uh, no different today. And one of the things that I always like to start off with is by telling the listeners what I am drinking. And uh, although I won't be drinking a lot in this particular episode, um, I do make the uh, effort to put up on the Big and Fruity uh, Twit Pit page, uh, which is linked to the Big and Fruity Twitter site, a link to the wine I'm drinking. And it's so easy, I think I can read this one out because there are no capital letters in it. So it's twitpick.com forward slash 6YW90M. And if you go there, you'll find that um, there is a picture of the bottle of wine I have to hand for this evening calls. And as I look, already 23 people have taken the opportunity of uh, seeing what that wine is. And the wine, indeed, you can read it for yourself if you're looking at the picture. But it's a French Bordeaux. It's um, a Superior Rouge. It's 2009. It's 13.5% 
and it is um, a wine that's predominantly Merlot with 20% Cabernet Sauvignon added it to just give a little bit more fruit and backbone to uh, the wine as you taste it. Now, I read there some information off the label. Now, that's a little early warning because next week we will indeed be talking about wine labels. Okay, guess two. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, the um, I, I only just received it. Um, I'll forward it on to you if you haven't after the show. Okay, so with that, let me just get back to the topic in hand. So yes, Big and Fruity, uh, episode seven. Uh, thank you for those people that have downloaded it. Thank you for those people who have uh, shown an interest in following the show, either by following it on Twitter, which of course is Big and Fruity, or one word, or indeed by checking out some of the various places we have a blog. Yes, it's the Big and Fruity WordPress blog, and that is at bigandfruityWordpress.com. And uh, also, if you are on uh, Facebook, you will find that there is a open group for the podcast, and that is a link I'm just putting in, but the easiest way is in your little search engine at the top of your Facebook page to pop Big and Wine, Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. And there, of course, you can actually download, uh, well, actually listen streaming on there, although there seem to have been some issues with Facebook for me with audio streaming just recently. So perhaps a better thing would be go to iTunes and maybe even click on the subscribe. Yes, click on the subscribe to Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Okay, I told you a little about what we're going to do next week. We're going to be doing, um, uh, sorry, not next week, this week, we're going to be doing a little bit about labels, but later in the show. Uh, and next week, we will be doing a little bit about health and wine. But before we do that, um, let me just have a little sip of this wine, tell you uh, how it uh, tastes a little bit, and then we will get on to the sort of wine fact part of the show. Whilst it's just me on audio, of course, uh, I will keep these calls to about 30 minutes, but I'm hoping to have people come on. Uh, I did say last week that I'm working on getting uh, the next interview sorted. Um, indeed, it looks as though that will be possible, maybe for next week. Um, uh, it just a slight problem that the person, and I won't name them now, is in a quite a different time zone to me. So it looks as though we might have a little bit of an issue uh, meeting at a common time but hopefully that interview will be coming up uh, shortly in either the next or upcoming programs okay well here's my wine and let me just say i'm going to be taking a very small sip of this because unfortunately uh, tomorrow i've got to go to uh, the doctors to the nurse and uh, they are probably going to want um a little blood test from me and so um, I've been told not to uh, eat food after 10 o'clock and of course it's now gone 10 o'clock so not only is the fact that this is alcohol it has calories in it and they want me to uh, give a wine sample having starved for 12 hours so I'm going to have a very small sip indeed that's how dedicated I am mm. let me just have a little sniff first 
And we have got um, a nice... Hmm. Uh, I think that's the the, mer- the fruitiness of the Merlot coming through. Dark berry fruits coming there. Lovely. And let me have a little sip. Mm. That's a rather intense mm, and a sort of uh, plummy or jammy fruitiness to that berry. And we have a little bit of spice. Not much oak, not much vanilla, but we've got there's a fragrance there as well. Um, it's almost a sort of spiciness. Let's see what it says on the label. Brilliant red with dark fruit and clove spice. Perhaps that's what I was getting. Elegant and dry with a soft, ripe plum flavour. Serve at room temperature. Remember, we were talking about room temperature last week. With all kinds of Sunday roasts and beef with all the trimmings in particular. This is a Merlot-dominated blend with 20% Cabernet Sauvignon added to give backbone and classic elegance. Now, this is not particularly an expensive wine. I think it was actually £7, which is, let's call it uh, $10 or $11, maybe $12. It's um, a Bordeaux Appellation Controlly, that's not one of the high-quality wines, but it's certainly one step above a, a standard table red. And it is uh, wines from France, as it has that appellation on it, uh, and classed, of course, as a superior rose. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the label as we get into the show. But um, each week, as I'm doing this show, I'm trying to include some sort of little wine fact as I uh, build up an audience for the show. And one of the wine facts that I want to talk about uh, today, before we get on to the wine label issue, and that is, um, I found a rather nice site. Remember, what I've said in some of the past shows is that um, I don't get expensive wines. I do occasionally buy my better quality wines from Naked Wines here in the UK. That's a direct supplier that actually gets good quality wines at reasonable prices directly from the suppliers to your door. It's a delivery service. Uh, but generally during the week I'm drinking wines that are around about the uh, the $10 mark. So very modestly priced wines indeed. And I also said on past shows that um, many of the wines I get are stored not in my home, although I do keep a few, but basically I use the supermarket as my seller. And um, I go to a a number of different uh, supermarkets, and indeed not (laughs) to get different produce, but simply to get uh, a wider variety of wines to choose from. Anyhow, I found this quite nice little simple site, although I would stress quite away, straight away rather, that this is for people in the UK. And the the site in question, and let me put the site URL into the room here, it is 
www.supermarketwine.com. And um, I'm looking at two of these pages at the moment. Um, I'm looking at um, one page, which is www.supermarket.com forward slash Tesco, which is uh, one of the places where I often buy my wines. And the other one is uh, supermarketwines.com archive. Uh, And what it is, is, and it says here, um, supermarket wine, the easy way to find recommended wine at your supermarket. And the archive page is particularly useful uh, because virtually every few days it lists and recommends some of the better buys from the um, uh, main UK supermarkets. And it's got uh, Aldi, Asda, Lathwaite's, Majestic's, Marks and Spencer's, Morrison's, Sainsbury's, Summerfield, Tesco's, Waitrose, Booth's, Co-op. Basically, the the main gamut of UK British supermarkets. Uh, let me have a look and see what I can see here looking back. Um, oh, there, on the 25th of September, uh, the Vina Mara Grand Reserva Rioja 2002. I've certainly enjoyed that. Uh, that's one of their recommended wines. What else have we got here? Oh, uh, on September the 10th, indeed, the Bordeaux Superior I'm drinking today. What else? Let's have a look through. Wow, so many. It's difficult to read these um, whilst I'm running the show, but let me try and pick out one or two. Um, August the 9th, Tesco's finest Vindepays d'Arc, a Malbec 2010 from France. Um, pick another one. Oh, 29th of July, Greener Planet Cabernet 2010. Well, I had the uh, Greener Planet wine on one of these earlier podcasts. They're obviously uh, in tune with some of the things that I like as well here. Claro Cabernet Sauvignon 2010. I certainly had that one. And, of course, I'm reading off the reds as I look down this list. There are white wines and sparkling wines included here, of course. 25th of June, 2011, Porcupine Ridge Shiraz. That looks good. Wow. Yes, so that's a lovely little... uh, That's in lieu of a wine fact this time a wine supermarket recommended site. And of course, each of these things that I've read are actually a clickable link that will take you to read more about them. So that's www.supermarketwine, or one word, dot com. Okay, so um, that covers that. Let's go on to um, the main issue that I want to talk about. As I said before, I'm going to keep this to about 30 minutes whilst there's just me on the room. Uh, guest two has had to bow out, but thank you for calling in. And um, the, the topic for this week is wine labels. And um, again, uh, we'll hopefully discuss this at length when we have more people in. But um, they serve a multitude of purposes, the wine labels. 
I mean, the, the first label for the wine manufacturer, of course, is to attract the viewer to find the wines on the shelf. I mean, I'm sure an awful lot of people uh, may be experts on wines and choose the wine, particularly because they've read about the vintage, uh, they've read about the chateau or the villages or the area from which it comes. But many people will buy their wines from a wine merchant are from a supermarket and they may just scan the shelves and the first thing that may appeal to them having of course probably decided whether to look along the aisle where the reds are <clears throat> or where the, uh, the white wines are will be the actual label that might catch their attention and, and often to that effect you will find that there will be eye-catching labels, bright colours, uh, little pictures of animals, birds um, graphics, maps, um, all sorts of flowers, all sorts of um, little things to catch your eye with nice um, wordage. Of course, nowadays, um, in nearly all countries, it's a requirement for wines to have two labels. <clears throat> Excuse me, the front one, which is um, that attractive and decorative one, and then you will find most wines there will be a rear label which has quite specific information. So the first primary goal of the uh, label is to attract the possible drinker into purchase. It's there to inform you as well, give you as well, most of the New World wines will tell you immediately on the front uh, the grape varietal that's used. Uh, often with the French and Old World wines, that is not the case and that might actually not, be on the small print or indeed in terms of some of the Chateau Neuf de Pape wines which I believe could have up to 13 different uh, varieties of our varietals of grape in them so they're obviously not going to be listed on the front but obviously when you're drinking a new world wine you'll often see you know uh, Australian Shiraz or it will be um, a Californian Zinfandel uh, and that will be proudly and clearly on the label, along with the year, the alcoholic strength, um, and uh, maybe uh, increasingly uh, when it, whether the the wine has won some sort of uh, bronze or silver or gold medal in some recent um, wine festival. But then we get a lot of other information that is both legal. Sometimes it relates to health. I'm not going to go into the health aspect too much today because next week, as I say, we're going to be doing about health and wine. But um, there is also quite a lot of stuff on the back, uh, maybe even uh, um, uh, an email address or indeed a uh, online presence, a URL. And it will also include some special requirements, maybe saying whether it's suitable for vegetarians. Let me just glean what we can from the back of the wine I'm drinking to today, this uh, Bordeaux Superior. Uh, well, it's got, um, obviously I've told you it's from France. It's got the 13.5% uh, the, um, alcohol by volume. But what else has it got? Well, I've got a letter C on a bottle, which um, for red wines, they class as being bright and bold. It's got a V on the back. Uh, designating it suitable for vegetarians to drink. I've got a, a wine glass with a 1.7 on it, which is to say that UK 
units per 125 milliliter glass. So for 125 milliliter glass, you will be drinking 1.7 units of alcohol. Now, you have to be very much aware of that, that in the UK, indeed, the size of the, uh, that was called the standard glass. But often if you go into a uh, restaurant in the UK now, you'll find that the standard glass will be 175 millilitres. And a large glass can be up to a third of a bottle at 250 millilitres. So you need to be aware of that. What else does it say? Well, it also tells me um, that... Uh, uh, allergy advice contains sulfides, milk and egg. It has um, a website about uh, drinkaware.co.uk uh, advising people to drink safely and uh, without going over too strong limits. There's a bottle with a 10.1 symbol on it, meaning that if you drink the whole bottle, you will have consumed just marginally over 10 units. We have a picture in profile of a uh, largely pregnant lady uh, with a line running through. The advice, of course, being not to drink alcohol whilst pregnant. And um, it also asks about um, recycling the bottle. That's yet another thing. There's also a barcode on the back. And let me see if I've missed anything else out. No, that's quite a comprehensive list of things. And also it has an advice, health advice, know your limits, UK Chief Medical Officer. Officers recommend adults do not regularly exceed what doesn't say oh yes it does men three to four units daily women two to three units daily so uh, that would advise then a woman to only have two of those 125 milliliter glasses and a man maybe only three of those okay so that's just an example of this particular bottle i'm drinking i've got um to hand one more bottle here, which is the one I was drinking yesterday, Campanillo. It's an Oval Vines Tempranillo and Merlot 2009. Let's see if we can glean anything differently from the back of that. And it's pretty much as you would expect being in the UK. It has basically the same legal requirements. Enjoy responsible, uh, responsibly. Oh, uh, allergy advice contains sulfates, has the same uh, female, pregnant female crossed out, and basically the same information on the back. So here in the UK, that's quite standardised. In France, uh, still many wines only have one label on them. Um, and of course, whichever country you are in and listening to, there will be different legal requirements of those labels for you. Now, I'm just going to go to a couple of uh, pages on the internet here and just talk briefly about them uh, until uh, we're up to about the half hour time. Unless, of course, we have a caller come into the room. Um, always grateful to have people come on the show live as well as people listening. Okay, um, here's um, a site. I'm going to put the um, link in. And it's a design site. This is more to do with the aesthetics of it. And it's called uh, 
CMD shift design dot com forward slash blog and it's got a page wine design beautiful wine labels with dashes in between and um, got 30 top wine label designs and it shows you just some of the beautiful designs that are used nowadays uh, ones with strange birds on pictures of vines pictures of horse-drawn carriages uh, pictures of monks um, in uh, harvesting wine um, what else have we got graphic ones with flowers on beautifully designed oh there's penfolds penfolds that's rather star but has that stamp of authority with the red penfolds on it that's bin 311 um, and the bin 407 407 is the Cabernet Sauvignon what else have we got? Big red house red. Beautiful designs. And all of these are extremely attractive and would uh, encourage you to look. What's that one? Cardinal Zinn. <laughs> of course, a play on Zinfandel. So beautiful designs there. And uh, they would at least get you to... Uh, Check on Parker Station, Californian Pinot Noir, 2005. So that's a lovely little site. We've got another one, and I want to just quickly go through, and that it is. Um, here we go. Put the link in. Whatallergy.com forward slash 2011-04 forward slash sulfate free wine and it's posing the question can you get sulfate free wine most wines contain sulfides and when you examine a wine bottle label you'll see it clearly indicated contains sulfides wine manufacturers now have to declare any allergens used as ingredients including sulfides as the main additive it's used as a preservative or antioxidant to make the wine last longer. But for those with a sulfite allergy, it can cause very serious uh, anaphylactic attacks. There is no way to tell from the label whether a wine is high or low in sulfates, so those with a serious allergy need to steer clear. So, obviously, that can be life-threatening, uh, and you may need to know information like that. But I'll be, again, talking more about health next week. Here's another one, and this is to do with people who do it maybe from a lifestyle choice, and that is vegans. And the page is vegans.fromage. I'm not saying that right. It's f-r-o-m-a-r-s.org forward slash wine forward slash f-a-q. And um, it's on there, frequently asked questions, as you will guess from that. Um, um, what is vegan wine? So let me just read that, that little bit about it. And just check in the room a moment. Yeah. Uh, vegan wine is a wine, a fermented alcoholic grape drink that is made using no animal-derived ingredients. Why are not all wines uh, suitable for vegans? Many wines are made using animal-derived ingredients to assist in the production process of the wine. Whilst these ingredients uh, in the main are filtered out of the wine before it's sold, the use of animal ingredients in the creation 
makes them unsuitable for consumption by vegans. And of course, I'm not going to read all the site out. You should indeed go and visit the site and read. So this is a site, Vegan Wine Guides. Uh, and you can find that quite simply from that link, vegans.fromage.org. That's F-R-O-M-M-A-R-S dot org. Okay, let's move along. <laughs> I'm not going to read this one, but there's a there's even a, a link to um, uh, dummies.com how to forward uh, sorry forward slash how to forward slash content forward slash understanding wine labels, and that goes through some of the um, information about brand name, quality quality designator, estate bottle designation, the wine name, uh, the type of grape, alcohol by volume bottler information, vineyard information, and some of the information that you will normally find on wine bottles. And if you really want to know uh, lots about it, Wiki is your friend, of course, and I will put this link in the site. And there we go. It's uh, EN, that's for English, of course, en.wikipedia.org forward slash wiki, forward slash wine underscore label. And there's lots of different things. So let me just read this little section, which is differences by country. Uh, wine classification systems differ by country. Wines can be classified by region and area only. For example, there are 151 chateaux in Bordeaux with the Figiac, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, F-I-G-E, AC and 22 estates in Burgundy with caught on on their labels. In Burgundy, there are 110 applications in an area only one fifth the size of Bordeaux. Complicating the system is a fact that is common for villages to have. Sorry, complicating the system is the fact that it's common for villages to append the name of their most famous vineyard to that village. And then, of course, Spain and Portugal and German wine labels are different. There is absolutely tons of information you can read there. And, of course, it mentions that there can also be neck labels and back labels. And, of course, there are laws and allergen warnings on bottles. Far too much for me to mention here. Have a go and have a read at those. And um, let me just go to one more page because I think that's... Perhaps enough of me going on on my own. And this is another design page. It's uh, Design Juices. 50 exquisite lie wine label design samples. And this is www.designjuices.co.uk forward slash 2010 forward slash 08 forward slash 50 dash exquisite dash wine dash labels dash designs. And here we've got some beautifully illustrated wines. I'm not sure whether they're all actually in uh, operation. There's a beautiful one there of stylized grapes over a wine called Seriously Pink. What's that one? That's scrolling down the page. Churchill's Wine. Oh, Mad Bay. Now, that is, I've had a Mad Bay wine. So, um, 
That's uh, an Australian wine, Madway, Madbay Cabernet Merlot, uh, Madbay Riesling, and Madbay Unwooded Chardonnay. So they must actually be real ones. And there are some really, truly inspiring and beautiful wine labels there. What's this one? Shake <laughs> uh, Charmer Shiraz. Red Light, uh, Red Right Hand Shiraz Grenache, Tempranillo. They're built on a thir- circus theme. And I've actually got a feeling this page, I think I remember talking with Randolo about this particular page, uh, Bell Bird Bay, um, on one of the um, the wine shows. Let me just get a link to that because uh, I wouldn't like to think that that's... Um, rehashing something that was done then uh, and the the uh, call I'm talking about of course is um, the new wine consumer wine brands I think uh, there was an episode we did on labels ooh, about 18 months ago and I've got a feeling it was a very similar page to that that we may have consulted uh, let me just tell you that new wine consumer wine brands is on Torchshoe show ID double one triple eight so that's one one eight 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 no recent shows recorded, but there's a vast archive of uh, great wine shows for you to check out. So let me just check if I've got any more links that I just want to mention. And I think probably I will leave it at that. Okay, so that's Dave AC, Episode 7 of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Please, if you've listened to this, um, consider coming on the show live. I record these at 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's 10 p.m. here in the UK. Uh, you can come on Torchu show ID double one double two seven two. If you've got a microphone or a headset, or you can call in uh, using Skype. It would really um, build up the show, and I'd love to hear the sort of wines that you drink and what it is that gets you excited about red wines in particular, or indeed enjoying white or sparkling wines. But for me on my own, 35 minutes is coming up, and I think I'll end the show there. One last reminder, next week, next Tuesday, we'll be talking about some of the health issues and wine. The good the good news you hear about how wine can be beneficial, and then the negative things that you hear about wine consumption. So we'll be weighing that up in the balance. Please join me live, and that will make for a much more enjoyable show. And with that, I'll play my Podsafe uh, outro music, bopper music, jazz outro. Thank you for listening. Bye all.